Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We can't tell you what an honor it is uh, to come across your airways and your radios. And, and we just think, I think it's kind of cool that people listen to us, Stephanie. What are you thinking? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I don't know that I'd call it cool. It's a tiny bit intimidating, but... It's, it's weird I, at times, yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. It is, because you, you say, am I saying the right... And, and, you know, whenever we come on, we just get done with, like, this deep conversation or something. Yes. You know, so for the two years or however long we've been doing this, going into three, I don't know. Uh, it's wild. We have 668 episodes that have played already. And so wherever we're at, and we don't do weekends, so this is three years we're coming up on. So this is wow. pretty crazy. It's it's crazy to think about that. It is crazy. And all the weird things that have happened in our lives and, and uh, yeah, and all of your lives. And, hey, thanks for hanging out there with us. Thanks for all you new folks coming on. I know a bunch is coming on over the last few weeks. So we've been cruising along, Stephanie. And I was at our church yesterday, Debbie and I were. And what an opportunity it was. What a great church. And, and uh, mm. uh Anyway, we, we stood around last night and we were able to talk for really a couple hours to people who've just been through narcissistic attacks, uh, life upside down. And there's a couple words and a few things that came up to me that I wrote down. And, and one of them is in this verse, we're going to be covering 19. We, we know we did 18 last week in Proverbs number 25, and, and we still got 19 to do this, kind of hooked to 18. So we'll read it together again and as we go through. But uh, these women came up and a lot of them used the word unfaithful. You know, not only unfaithful uh, morally or with a, another human being. So, you know, that word mm -hmm. unfaithful, a lot of times when you hear that word unfaithful, I think a, a lot comes to mind. Uh, the connotation comes along, I guess, of someone cheating on their spouse or something mm -hmm. or somebody being outside the will of God for that one personal physical relationship, but also unfaithful we know our we have employees that are unfaithful you know we friends that are unfaithful whatever the whatever the connotation may be uh so i want to look at it from uh, a couple ways i think it's uh i think a couple things needs to be said here and i, and I want to hit you up on this in a minute so one of the things that, you know, of course, we got all the verses that talk about unfaithfulness, like so what a man love his wife as he loves his own body and, and obviously vice versa for a wife or a husband. Um, he that loveth his wife love himself. So obviously who that loves her husband loves herself. It's talking about, you know, how strong that relationship is. But, but Stephanie, unfaithful, that connotation, that word takes us to deeper places. Talk to us a minute about yeah. unfaithfulness and what, what, what's those connotations that come to your mind? Well, when you're dealing with someone who's unfaithful, the door is opened to disaster. Um, because when, when someone has chosen that path of unfaithfulness and there's a difference between 
Um, you know, the Bible talks about the steps of a good man being ordered by the Lord, though he fall, he should not be utterly cast down. We're going to make mistakes. We're all humans, right? So, so there's going to be mistakes that we make, but when we make that choice to be unfaithful and it is a choice, um, or maybe a bunch of little choices that add up because you don't choose to get back up after you fall down. When that's the road you take, you open the door up to betrayal. You open the door up to slander, to um, this whole undermining, backbiting. It opens up this whole door. When you choose unfaithfulness to God, it will result in unfaithfulness to humans and unfaithfulness to relationships because they all go together. And the Bible in Proverbs says confidence in an unfaithful man um, it compares it to, um, a bro- I think it's a broken bone or something like that. I mean, it's it's serious, the damage that is caused by unfaithfulness. And obviously in a marriage, when you're dealing with an adultery or um, something like that, the, the, the damage that is done through those kinds of things is far reaching. And can God heal? Yes. But unfaithfulness results in massive scars and reproach. Yeah. And it, and, and you know what it does too, is it, so on the other side of that is what happens to the people you're unfaithful with, whether it be that spousal type of thing. But I mean, both of us have been around unfaithful people in friendships, you know, Debbie and I have been faithful within our marriage. Obviously you are faithful to God within your marriage and, uh, in your relationship with God. But I mean, unfaithfulness, it does something to our psyche. When people yeah. are faithful yeah, friends. Yeah, it twists. With, yep, it twists your mind. Yeah, and, and it makes you feel, I mean, what kind of insecurities come out of uh, people who backbite, uh, unfaithful friends, talk behind our backs? Uh, I mean, you live this, Stephanie. I mean, what, is it, what does it do when you stop and think about that? What, how, does it make, how does it make us feel, you think? How do you feel when you look back on people who've been unfaithful to you? Oh my, um, when I think of people that have been unfaithful to me, it honestly is heartbreaking and heart wrenching because, um, because there's a sense in which once that trust is broken, yes, God can restore the relationship and he can heal. But when someone's chosen to be unfaithful, there has to be massive repentance and then fruits of that repentance. Yeah. That's what unfaithfulness does. It damages things on a level because unfaithfulness really can equate with lying. Yeah. And that's, and, that's what it is. I mean, you got yeah. a lying heart, you got an evil heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's very serious. So those of you who've been out there and you, and you've been the benefit benefactory or benefactor, of this terrible stuff. And, and I've been, you know, I've had friends who've been unfaithful to me, people who say one thing to my face and something behind my back. I mean, we've had people, I remember when, when we started first knowing Stephanie and hanging out with her and, and, uh, coaching counseling with Stephanie. I remember that in the beginning, she told me that I wouldn't be, uh, in our life very long or something. Uh, I mean, you were that tender at that moment because people had meshed you over and you're, I really didn't believe. Yeah. I really did not believe you would be in my life that long. I really thought you'd use me for what you could get out of me and then you'd dump me. Yeah. I really did believe that. And that's, that is what unfaithfulness does. And 
you know, what I've learned just in the last couple of months, God has opened up um, a whole new realm of life that I'm have that I've had to work through, and I'm still growing through um, whole new sets of triggers. You know, it's it's amazing with trauma, especially trauma that involves unfaithfulness. Yeah, I think there's a sense in which for for a spouse, for a wife, you hide it. You you kind of have to yeah. box it up and stick it somewhere because that's how you cope. Yeah, and so drama comes in layers. You know, we've talked about that, like the layers of an onion. And when you start taking off those layers and you start working through that stuff to understand the the depth of hurt that unfaithfulness causes, whether it's through abuse or pornography or adultery, whatever it is that leads to that, it is damaging. And, um, like I said, that's why repentance is such a key. That's why fruit of repentance is such a key. And I have seen firsthand a marriage where there was unfaithfulness. And then I have watched God rebuild that marriage and bring so much beauty out of ashes, but it took humility. It took repentance. It took grace. It took (laughs) seeing God do miracles. And God cannot do the miracles he wants to do in a relationship that's been broken by unfaithfulness until there is repentance. And so that is such a key part of the reversal of unfaithfulness is repentance and then fruit of it. Yeah. And that's that's where I was going. Yeah. 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 And that's where we need to go. And we've been there. You know, we've all had people hurt us. We've all had people. And, and, you know, the problem with it is, is we lose our trust in, in new friends and new people. Right. You know, and, and if we're not careful, I mean, we can just really be jaded and we make rash decisions. We, you know, I'm saying, I'm speaking for myself. So anything I'm saying now, as I'm talking, I'm not talking, everybody may be a little different. You know, Stephanie's situation may be different. There's probably uh, a gazillion people listening to us right now. And every one of their situations is different. And I get that. So in, in, in my case, you know, once you've dealt with things like unfaithfulness, or you've dealt with, you know, people who lie to you, do things wrong, set, you know, go in the wrong direction. Well, we get jaded. And our trust is wrong. We don't know who to trust. Imagination pops. You know that great verse yep. we talk about all the time in Philippians 4, 8. And, uh, you know, what, what things are true, what things are honest, what things are lovely, what things are pure. Uh, you know, we got to look at life through that verse again because we might miss out on great things in our life because people have hurt us and we're so insecure. And insecurity is hard, especially when you get a couple insecure people together hanging in the same place. Man, things can go bad. Mm-hmm. But what? But what we need to do <laughs> is uh, what? What does it say in Second Corinthians? But we all, <clears throat> excuse me, yes. with open face, beholding as the glass of glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so that verse is a verse I have written down here, not too far from where I'm at, that I came across the other day. And uh, we change and we trust God and we look at things through the glory of God. We look at things through a face of, hey, it's going to be all right. We don't have to be untrustworthy. We don't have to give up on people. We don't have to give up on our lives. We we don't have to be that insecure people because we were uh, around these people who hurt us or and, Mm -hmm. and folks, we could go on all day about this. But the bottom line is, I think if we get anything out of this word unfaithfulness, 
is it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with the other person. Don't be insecure. Just you get to serve God. You get to look at life through God's glory, through that glass that's crystal clear, contains the glory of God, and God sends cool people along, and they make you feel all right. And here we are. Stephanie thought I uh, was a drop in the bucket in her life, and here we are three and a half years later still arguing on podcasts and talking to you guys. Yep. And, oh, uh, totally. And it's not going anywhere. So hang in there, folks. Hey, listen, we got to run uh, over to a radio station real quick. Hang with us for a second. Here we go. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. So here we are. We're over, Stephanie. We're in the book of Proverbs 25. We covered 18 and 19, but I want to talk about that again. We're especially going to throw 18 in there again. So it says, a man that beareth false witness against his neighbor, and it goes on and says, is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. Confidence is an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. And we had covered that 18. So people who bear false witness, boy, they're a problem. Uh, you know, they're cruel. There are all kinds of things. They hurt you. And then it says confidence after that. And we talked about that confidence. We talked about it in the terms of security. It's like uh, a man with a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Those are two pretty bad things. I don't know if you've ever uh, been there, Stephanie, with a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. but I've had man. a broken ankle. So I think a broken ankle could qualify. I think that, and you had a broken wrist, I think. Yes. And so that's. Shattered wrist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's like. So confidence in these unfaithful people, but we can get it back. You mentioned a minute ago, you said, I have friends of mine that, you know, there was unfaithfulness in their marriage, whatever the case may be. And it turned around and now for God's glory, it's something pretty special. And uh, so there's another side to this. Yeah. And well, and the and the uh, the other side is, Satan. If you have been unfaithful, Satan will seek to keep you in the pit. Because if if he keeps you in the pit, again, you will not choose to get back up. And the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. You have to choose if you have been unfaithful. <clears throat> I love the picture. <clears throat> a frog just visited my throat. Yeah, he's over um, here too. He's everywhere. <laughs> um, you have to be like Peter. You know, when he got out of that boat and walked to Jesus on the on the that's those stormy waves, and then he got his eyes off and he sank. And what happened? He reached out and said, "Lord, help me." Yeah. And you have to make that choice. If you've been unfaithful, that's what makes it flip. That's what. That's what makes beauty out of ashes is flipping and saying, Lord, help me. And he will grab your hand and he will lift you up and he will put your feet back on solid ground. But it makes you taking that choice. God is not going to chase after you in the sense of you have a free will. He will seek to draw you. He will seek to chasten you. But you have a free will and you have to make that decision to turn from your idols, so to speak, to serve the living God. That's right. And you, and you can no longer run around and say, well, I'm doing this because I've always done that. Stop the self yep. handicapping. 
stop that. You know, you're doing that because you're not right with God and we just need to get right with God. And we got to remind ourselves of this. This isn't something that automatically happens. You can't flip an on switch and everything's better, you know? And, uh, and and look what it says here in verse 20, Stephanie, as we keep going kind of in that same idea, look at this. It says, as he that taketh away a garment in cold weather, he takes someone's jacket away and as vinegar upon nitra or soda there, it says, so is he that singeth songs with a heavy heart. And uh, Mm. so it goes on, you know, so having lost that confidence, having that foot out of joint, having all those things. So it's like somebody who takes away your garment in cold weather. You're standing outside in cold. You're waiting at a bus stop. Someone steals your jacket. It's like putting vinegar and, and uh, uh, you know, a good soda, club soda drink. It's just terrible. It tastes awful. And, and then it's going on singing with a heavy heart, boy. Uh, have you ever sang with a heavy heart, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. Why do you think that's so funny, Doug? <laughs> never. Never before in my life. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Stephanie crying up there while she's singing her song. And I think I have a heavy heart half of every day. I'm just being honest with you. And mm-hmm. I've been a little off for yeah. about a year now. You know, I mean, I've been oh, a little more goodness. weepy, a little more. Uh, but I, this is what I think. I think that we got to understand the consequences of unfaithfulness. We got to understand the consequences of hurting. And it's like having your jacket taken away. It's that bad, Stephanie. You know what? People don't understand that this isn't something, you know, and the world gets this wrong. The world wants to run down to the bar, Stephanie, and drink a bottle of Jack Daniels and then be even more messed up the next day. The world wants you to, uh, to do all these things that are counterproductive. God wants you to face things head on and continue on with your life. I yeah. mean, and, and we got to keep moving. There's got to be movement in here. Look at verse number 21. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. So all of a sudden we're starting to talk about this enemy in 21 and look at 22. It says, for thou, sh- for thou shall heap coals of fire upon the head and the Lord shall reward thee. So it, it goes on here in Proverbs. So we're talking about what it's like to be around those unfaithful people who ruin our lives. They're there, Stephanie. They're there. You and I could do a head count of people we just know in each other's life who've messed us over. I mean, you're winning this month. I won last year. I I had a month or two where I was beating you, but you're winning this time around. But you could count and you could write names down of people you love, care about, who mess you over. And I'm saying that to everybody. I'm not just saying this to Stephanie. So when I'm saying you can count, we've all been there. And But then it gets to the point, but then this enemy... And uh, it's telling us if our enemy be hungry, feed him, give water to him to drink, you know, look out for him, take care of him. Human nature's in the other direction. Human nature. You know, when I read this verse, I always go back to my nature, my human nature, where it is, let him starve to death, you know? Yeah. And, but yeah. then it, then it gives you a reason why you do that. He says, it's like kind of heaping these coals upon its head is like burning them up. It's killing them that you're doing yeah. that and you're going through that. And so Stephanie, let's make sense of this. Cause we're going in a different direction now in 21 and 22. So we moved away from that unfaithful person and what it's like to lose a jacket, drink vinegar with soda, all that stuff. And now we're coming to a place where let's look at enemies for a minute. What is that? How does that make you feel? So if your enemy's hungry, uh, you defrost some pot roast, make it for him, you know, make some fresh bread. I mean, it doesn't seem to make sense. No, it doesn't from a human perspective. And I was telling a really good friend recently about um, 
years ago, how I really honestly did. I wouldn't have said this at the time, but I remember having that verse go through my head. I mean, it was therapeutic, but I wouldn't have used that term. Um, but I had that verse used to go through my head when I would make meals and have people over to my home who were abusing me. Yeah. And feed them and and mental uh, abuse and 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 folks, just I I'm gonna let Stephanie keep talking, but I want you to understand what it's like to. Uh, I want Stephanie to keep on talking to us, but I want you to think about this because a lot of you are going through this and you don't realize it and it it gets too late. When you're sitting in a room and people are systematically gaslighting you and taking away your value and sucking everything out of you that you know is true. So go ahead, Stephanie. So that's where Stephanie's at here. Yeah. And um, so I would, I mean, there was a sense in which that brought a joy and a peace to my heart and I have no regrets I don't have a single regret for one of those meals. I don't have a single regret for bro- for throwing birthday parties for people who hated my guts. Yeah. I have no regrets for pouring love into them because yeah. I can look back with a clear conscience and know I did what I could do to show them the love of Christ. And that's what's beautiful about it because I remember begging God give me your love for so-and-so because I had no more love of mine to give. They had, they had killed that love, but they could not kill the love of Christ. And guess what? What I'm learning is sometimes tough love has to happen and it's still love. You love with the love of Christ, whether you're loving through feeding them and showering grace on them or, giving them another chance. But then when that time comes that God says, no, the line's crossed. Yeah. Now you love by confronting sin. Now you love by making those tough choices to put up boundaries. Is that fun? No. But is it love? Yes. Because God is not a God who indulges in sin and neither should we be. Well, and I, I like what you said when you talk about tough love, I mean, what you're saying is you got to get away from some folks, right? You got to, you got to say, stop. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best way to love them because perhaps God wants to use you to help shake them up to the reality of where they really are in life. And it's not loving them to just go along with their sin. Yeah, That's not what love well, looks and like. I- I think in my mind, the apostle Paul really wanted Alexander to Coppersmith to get right and come back. I think yeah. in my mind, it would have been a celebration, just like John Mark coming back into the picture. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Uh, later right. on in the ministry and stuff, I think yeah. that there was a celebration. He was a value again. And, right. and, and I think we want people to all get along. I think I don't want to have a misunderstanding here that under any circumstances, um, do I believe me personally, and I know Stephanie feels the same way, uh, that God can't redeem people and change them and make them better. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. God, anything is possible with God. And like I, like I said, you know, I've seen situations where God has, I've experienced them where God answers prayer and he completely flips things around. I've seen him do that in my own heart, because guess what? I've had times where my heart didn't go stony, but went numb. Yeah. And where God has to do his reviving work. And that's, that's what life is about. It's not about us being perfect. And there is so much freedom. And that's what abuse does to you. It puts you under this pressure of, I have to be perfect. 
and none of us are going to be perfect. And if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus Christ. And there we are. And, and I hate to cut you off, my friend, but there we are right upon the time again. Hey, it seems like we always get right here, but we'll come back and we'll continue to revisit this tomorrow. We sure do love you folks. If you need to get a hold of me, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page, HelpfulWoundedSpirits.com. We're dropping new shows every day. We love you. Listen to everything Eric's got to say. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Hey, we're the smile that only God can give you out there. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.